the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can you imagine Christmas without Christ? As God's children, we must realize that without Jesus, there's no redemption, no salvation, no hope for eternal life in the Father's presence, and no Christmas. Join us today as Pastor Rander teaches how God in His wisdom sent Jesus to dwell among us and save us in this message, Emmanuel. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. If you deny the validity of the virgin birth, you are not a Christian. Why? Because of number three. If there were no incarnation of virgin birth, there would be no gospel. Our Lord was born to die and was raised in resurrection power. He, he, he was born to what? Die. And he, he, he died and was buried, but was raised in resurrection power. That's the gospel. First Corinthians 15, 20 says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Sleep. That's not just snoring sleep and somebody shaking you wake up. That, that word sleep is translated for death. That's a word for death. Number four, the incarnate Christ is the greatest example for mankind to live by. He came and pitched his tent among us in flesh and blood to be the greatest, to be the supreme example for humanity to live by. You see, the life of Jesus was and is the greatest pattern for us to follow after. He taught, what did he teach us? Jesus taught us how to live. Jesus taught us how to love. People still have problem loving. But if you look at Jesus and his life, he'll teach you how to love. Jesus taught us how to treat our enemies. Don't do evil for evil. Jesus taught us how to have compassion. You see a compassion of Jesus all through the, the, through the gospel. Jesus taught us about humility. And that's what destroys people today is, is pride. But he taught us how to have humility. Jesus taught us how to give. Jesus taught us how to suffer and even taught us how to die. Isn't that something? The greatest example in all of life. For first Peter chapter two, verse 21 says, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. And if, if you if your heart's desire is to be like Jesus, then Jesus, as you look to him, as you, as you allow him to be Lord of your life, he will begin to transform you, uh, transform your thinking, your living. He will help you to live, to love, to treat your enemies better, to have compassion, not to be a meanie. He'll teach you to be humble and not to exalt yourself. He'll teach you to suffer and even how to die with grace. 
All can be seen as you look at the life and legacy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why don't you say amen? Amen. We got an example. We have an example. Uh, Number five, the virgin birth is important because Mary is the only woman in human history whose seed within her did not come from a man, but by the Holy Spirit. She was not no no in vitro fertilization, nothing, no mixing nothing up in a little dish. Nothing, no, 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 nothing. I don't care all these little gadgets they got to create babies. Nothing. She was not seeded by a man. She, her womb was seeded by the Holy Ghost. You say, show me that in scripture. You got to, look, that's why I'm here. I keep showing you in the scripture because I'm not just saying anything. If it ain't in the Bible, I'm not going to say it. But if it's there, I'm bound to preach it and I'm not going to apologize for it. Look at Matthew chapter one, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the whom? Or the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. You say, is that two different people? No, the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is the same person. The names are interchangeable. So when you say uh, Holy Ghost, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. When you talk about the Holy Spirit, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. You're talking about the third person in the Trinity. Same person, okay? I have to say this because we have a lot of new believers here and we, we, we have to give them room to grow. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 says, uh, that which has been conceived, see, in her is of the Holy Spirit. See, that the, her womb was seated by the Spirit of God. And then Luke chapter 1, verses 32 through 35. Luke chapter 1, verses 32 through 35. It says, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? This was this was perplexing to Mary, a little 16, 17 year old girl, approximately. How can this be since I do not know a man? In other words, have had sexual intimacy with the man. Verse 35, and the angel answered to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. The Holy Spirit will overshadow her. The Holy Spirit will impregnate her. It was God seed in a human womb. Oh, man, this is just just too much. This is an old account, but it's just as fresh. Number six, listen, if Jesus were not born of a virgin, this gets deeper. If Jesus were not born of a virgin, He would have inherited a sin nature through Adam and thus been disqualified from being the savior of the world. You know what those begots, 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 begot? And if it had said Joseph begot Jesus, then he would have been a sinner like all of us. (laughs) But, But thank God that the begots stopped, 
right there. And, and you see here that Jesus Christ was seated in a human womb by the Holy Spirit. That's something profound I want to say here. It was, it was only through the supernatural conception of Christ that he could be born of a virgin. In other words, the human nature of Christ was conceived in the womb of Mary by the power of the Holy Ghost without the seed of man. The Holy Ghost preserved, now listen to this, the Holy Ghost preserved the holiness of God and kept our Lord free of contamination by sin from his miraculous conception through the birth of Jesus throughout his life. You say through the unbiblical card or something, did something get all tainted in there and he could have got all messed up? No, the Holy Ghost guarded the process, superintended the process so that this savior of ours would be born sinless. Another word called the impeccability of Christ. In other words, Christ is not able to sin. Wow. Number seven, if one does not believe in the validity of the virgin birth, he cannot be saved. Jesus is God wrapped in human flesh. He was and is fully God. He was and is and will always be fully man. If you say he was not a man, you create doctrinal heresy. If you say he was not God, you create doctrinal heresy. He was, he, he, he was undiminished deity. And perfect humanity. As man, he cried. As man, he said, I thirst. As, as man, he ate. As, as man, he hungered. But as God, he stepped out on a boat and saw a raging sea and said, peace be still. As God, he says, Lazarus. Now, you know, he had to say Lazarus come forth because had he just said come forth, all there would have been a great resurrection on the spot. He said, I don't want all y'all right now. I just want one man, Lazarus. Come forth. It's not time for the great resurrection. I'm just calling forth one. And oh, Lazarus, I know Lazarus had to be pretty sad to, to experience all that glory and all that heaven. Can you imagine that? To be all up there and join the angels and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and oh, look at the streets of gold, and all of a sudden, shoot! He's back in the tomb wrapped up in linen. Come hopping out. Whoa. <laughs> Trying to talk. <laughs> wrapped all up. Jesus said, what you looking at? They so shocked. They didn't know what to do. He said, you know, God would do some things, but he expect us to do some things too. He said, loose him and let him go. <laughs> loose. And you know what? This is a man who had to die twice. He had to die twice. We don't, we don't have to die twice. Lazarus had to die twice. Man. To show folk that he was God and even then they didn't believe and said his works were of the devil. Man, people are sick. Oh God, help us. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. 
that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He had no sin, knew no sin, so that he could qualify and be qualified to die as the savior of the world, to bear the sins of the world. Number seven, if one does not believe in the validity of the virgin birth, he cannot be saved. Jesus is God wrapped in human flesh. He was fully God and fully man. Second John 7 says, for many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This, this is a deceiver and an antichrist. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ came uh, in flesh, you are deceit, you are a deceiver and you are antichrist and you are hell bound. Number eight, without the incarnation, we would have no savior. We would have no savior since Jesus is God and cannot die. Why? We're here to come because in heaven, there's no death in heaven. Remember? Huh? Uh, throughout all eternity past, no flesh and blood in heaven. So he had to have a body in order to die like a man to redeem mankind. So number eight is saying without the incarnation, we would have no savior. Since Jesus is God and cannot die, he had to been born of a woman. He had to be fully God and fully man to accomplish the redemptive work of God. Ephesians 1, 7 says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Hebrews 2.14, I just love this passage. And as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he, the Lord Jesus himself, likewise shared in the same. The same what? Flesh and blood. That through his death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Number nine, Jesus was born of a virgin to destroy the works of the devil. Abraham couldn't destroy the devil. Isaac couldn't destroy the devil. Jacob couldn't destroy the devil. Huh? Jonah couldn't. No, no, no. None of them could. None of them could. Isaiah, uh, Micah, none of them could. First, but Jesus came and did what no one in human history could do. He was born a virgin to destroy the works of the devil. For it says in 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8, toward the end of, toward the, end of the Bible, it says, he whose he who sins is of the devil. But the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested, revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. Number 10, because of the virgin birth, we have a sympathetic high priest. We have a sympathetic high priest because of the virgin birth. Jesus came to identify with our pain, our suffering and rejection. Look at Hebrews chapter four. All of you turn there if you can, if you can find it fast enough. Uh, look at your Bible. Find the book of Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 through 15. Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 through 15. Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 through 15. When you find it, say amen. Seeing then that we have a, what kind of high priest? A great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Verse 15, here's where I want to land. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. 
Jesus was tempted by the devil. We see that in Matthew chapter four, but he resisted temptation and did not sin. And so you say, God, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand. Oh, look here. Jesus came to identify. You can't say that because Jesus came to experience what you have experienced and far more. You say, give me some example. You say, you in pain? Jesus Christ experienced pain. Have you ever seen the passion of the Christ? Who in here have seen the passion of the Christ? Raise your hand. If you have you ever seen that, you need to look at that. Go order it now somewhere. But but those nails and the pierce and all the brutality that he experienced on that cross, who in this room, who who of you have experienced pain at that level? You're talking about suffering? I'm sure suffering. Jesus Christ suffered from his birth to the resurrection. You say rejection? He came unto his own. And his own received him out. Even his brothers and sisters for a while didn't even believe he was God. Huh? Rejection? Everybody, they, they rejected him. Even so many folk was leaving his ministry when they found out when the, what his ministry was all about. They looked at his disciples and said, will you also go away? You say, you don't know how my husband talked to me or how my wife talked to me or how my children cussed me out. Listen, Jesus know how it feels to be cussed out. They mocked him. I tell you what, not only they mocked him, but they spat on him. They, they resented him. I mean, they spit, spit all in his beard, spit all in his eyes, spit all drooling and spit. Let me just go on and crank it up. I know you're not going to laugh at Oh, I want you to get the point. You can't even take that. And you, you, I didn't spit on you. But I wanted, I wanted it to sound gross. You, can't, you don't even want people to spray on you accidentally. Won't y'all say amen? With all this swine flu, wine flu, hog flu, you know, you, every, every few minutes you taking something. <laughs> so you know you don't want no spit on you. You don't even want a handshake now. <laughs> Verbal abuse. Injustice. You're talking about slavery and king and all the injustices. Listen, no, what was done to Jesus was the height of injustice, of injustice. You're talking about terrorism. Jesus Christ experienced terrorism on the cross. We have a sympathetic. You say he don't understand the devil's messing with me. They, listen, Satan tried to kill Jesus before he was born. Herod tried to kill him. Satan's supposed to mess with you. If you're not doing nothing for Jesus, he's not going to bother you. You mean you you mean business for Jesus? He's gonna get all in your teeth. You say, but I'm poor. I, I I don't I don't have the money of some of the elites in town or in the world. Don't worry about it. Jesus was born in poverty. He said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but I, the Son of Man, don't even have a place to lay my head. You talking about poverty? At least you got a pillow. Hey, how many of y'all got a bed? Raise your hand. Don't come on, raise it up. Huh? How many of you got a mattress? Huh? Huh? How many of y'all got central air, central heat? Huh? Huh? Yo, well, Jesus didn't have none of that. None of that. You had more than what Jesus would ever have when he was on earth. You say, but my husband left me. My children left me. Uh, 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 folk are mean to me. Listen, Jesus knows what it, what it is to be abandoned. On that cross, he was abandoned. 
Even he looked up to God and God stood, stood back and let Jesus for that moment in time bear the sins of the, of the world. Habakkuk, Habakkuk says his eyes are, so, uh, are too pure as to behold sin. And God let Jesus die to bear your sins and my sins on that cross in our place. So don't say Jesus don't understand. You got a sympathetic high priest. Finally, but not the least. Without the virgin birth, man could not be reconciled back to God. That's big. Without the incarnation, man could not be reconciled back to God. All of you turn to Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22. Without the virgin birth, man could not be reconciled back to God. When you find it, say amen. Oh, that was kind of weak. Y'all still turning. Learn those books. Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22 says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him were the things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, that's us, huh? Who were once alienated. And enemies in your mind by wicked works. How many of you ever had some devilish workings in your mind? Come on, Rachel. Stop now. You lying now in your mind. Every hand ought to be up. There's been some devilish workings in your mind. Stop lying. You're not that holy. That's why God has told us to confess our sins. And 1 John 1, 8. You see, and you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body, a real body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Listen, when you confess Jesus and say, Lord, have mercy on my sin. I'm tired of myself. Oh God, I come to you right now and wash my sins away in the name of Jesus. And you know what? When you mean business with God and you, and, and you set your eyes toward Jesus and, and your back toward sins, no longer does Jesus see the lies. He sees the blood. No longer does he see how you stole him. He sees the blood. He doesn't see a cussing mouth unless you're still cussing. Huh? No longer does he see pornography and sexual immorality or none of these things. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood is sufficient to atone our sins and it's cast away as if it never existed. Wow. We in, in closing, we who were at enmity and estranged from God were reconciled back to God through the blood of his cross. And this same Jesus who reconciled man back to God is able to reconcile broken relationships in your life. There was a time when when Adam fell in the garden, the relationship between man and God was broken. But Jesus, the second Adam, came to restore the relationship back together between man and God. But you know what? Some of you say, I have a great relationship with God, 
If your relationship is that good, how come you can't speak to your brother? Huh? Some, some of y'all got siblings you haven't talked to. Why is it that some of your in-laws have become outlaws? Why is it that at Christmas time, y'all can't even, some of y'all can't even sit around the same table? You, you got too much problem. Well, huh, she did it. How come she can't call me? She got fingers. Well, you got fingers too. You initiate. Huh? Somebody has to show the grace and the mercy. Their friends have fallen out. Their uncles and aunts and nephews and people in the family not speaking at Christmas. Avoiding one another. Could care less. And then when they die, <laughs> shut up. Shut your mouth up. If you couldn't go to them and make it right while they were alive, give me my flowers while they live so I can see and smell the beauty. Get off that corpse. Get off. Some of you say, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Charles Stanley gave me an illustration many, many years ago. It impacted me. How close with this? You say you've been closing for the last 10 minutes. That's all right. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is having his way. Some of you have died. Some, not to you, but some of your loved ones <laughs> have died and gone to be with the Lord. Or they, they could be in hell, depending on the relationship. And you say, you know what? I didn't make it right, and they died on me. I can't fix that. You say, how do I get relief? How do I, how do I come to terms with that? You know, Charles Stanley said, you know what you do? You just get you a chair. You get you a chair. And you and allow that person to sit in that chair. And you sit in a chair and you begin to call that person's name and tell them how you offend, how, how, how you hurt them and how you long to make it right with them, even though that's not possible. But I'm asking you to forgive me in the name of Jesus. God has forgiven me, but I want you to forgive me. You just talk as if that person was in that chair and then you bury it at the cross and then you move on in the name of Christ. Why don't you say amen? As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.